This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. This 17-session course is only $19.99 and includes $30 in bonuses, including a discount on hormone-related treatment at our clinic where we serve patients from around the world. Hey, listen, so tonight we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful program for you. We're going to continue our discussion on peptides, as many of you have expressed extreme interest in those. We're going to talk about some specific B vitamins and types of B vitamins that you need to be aware of. We're going to talk about a really unique perspective about getting in the game. And then finally, about some of the challenges that we face individually as um, fighting this battle against the uh, tyranny that is uh, Big Pharma. So we're going to dive right into that tonight as well. So as we begin, like we always do, we going to remind you of, you know, the main idea of Satan's scheme is to get us distracted uh, from what's really true and not true. Uh, get us stuck on this idea of you're going to die, you're not going to live, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's a distraction of illness, sickness, disease, and death and poverty is what it is, right? So the bottom line is there are seven pillars, again, that we want to quickly revisit once again for you. Um, and, and we'll just kind of knock these out. Well, at the top of the list is nutrition. And mm-hmm. we're all aware of how Satan gets into that aspect of our life, because that's really one thing he can get into our life with every single day is how we take care of ourselves with our four curls. And you and I both know that we're all tempted with things that destroy our health. We're tempted with, you know, things like sugars, grains, breads, alcohols, you know, even um, anything that goes crunch on your teeth, especially when you're under stress or under rested. So nutrition, if we're not paying attention to what we're doing with nutrition, boy, that's the devil's handiwork. It is. And certainly when you don't eat well, you don't sleep well. And when you don't sleep well, you don't eat well. That brings us to number two, which is sleep. We need seven to eight hours per night, regardless of what you think is important or not. I deal with this all the time. Hear me, folks. Listen to us carefully. I don't care how busy you think you are or how important you think you are. You need to get your rest. If you don't get your rest, you're not getting recovery, regeneration, Mm -hmm. rebuilding. And therefore, you're not allowing your body to be what it's supposed to be and to do what it's supposed to do and to represent what it's supposed to represent. So sleep is very important. Do not make excuses on why you cannot make arrangements on how you can. And the next one is stress management. We all know the consequences of stress. We've been stressed out. Stress drives tension. Tension drives Mm -hmm. high blood pressure. High blood pressure drives you to the doctor's office because that's one of the number one causes of heart attack and stroke. And we all know that when we get stressed out, we undergo personality changes, mood changes. You're not who you are, who God intended you to be. You lash out, you get anxious, you get depressed, and you're not the person that God designed you to be. So if we don't manage that thing called stress, that's, again, one of Satan's ways that he can get in our lives, disrupt our minds, 
and get his handiwork done. So we've got to learn to manage that thing called stress. Then we talk about this idea of movement. Uh, many people think erroneously that they can exercise away a bad diet or exercise weight away. Not true. You should exercise because it's a de-stressor. You should exercise because it's good for your heart. And you should exercise because it's good for your uh, bone and uh, muscle maintenance and even building that process. So, you know, we did. We've exercised all the time. Every day when we're on the road, we make a habit to do it. Again, hear us clearly. Don't make excuses. Excuses are like the backside of Rosie the pig. The closer you get there, the more they stink, right? So think about what I just said, right? So that's the first four, which we do have control over. And now we go again, a revisitation of those who don't. Which are the last three. And at the top of the list, there is DNA. You know, you're born with a certain set of genes. Your parents pass them on to you. Some come from your mother, some come from your father. And just because you're born with a certain set of genes does not mean that you have to have a negative outcome. Yes, those genes may predispose you to diabetes. It may predispose you to lipid dysfunction, cholesterol issues, high blood pressure. It may be predispose you to having a weak constitution because you can't detoxify. Now, doesn't that make you think, boy, if I have a weak constitution genetically, Shouldn't I take better care of myself, especially when and where I know of the weaknesses? That's what's so awesome about knowing about your genetics in these actionable areas is because if you know where you can make improvements and you're not, whose fault is it? It's not the doctor's fault. It's not the neighbor's fault. It's not the pastor's fault. And it's definitely not your financial officer's fault, your tax accountant's fault. It's your fault because you really haven't made the changes that you need to make. So, of course, we can't change what we don't know. But when we know these things, it's time to take action. It's time to take action in a manner with which we can do something about it. Type 2 diabetes doesn't have to exist. Neither does hypercholesterolemia or high lipids. Neither, neither does high blood pressure or hypertension. If we manage all of these things that are in accordance with the right kind of lifestyle that fits right upon our genes. We call that epigenetics, what lies upon the genes. And then we have hormones, and we use a lot of hormones on many, many, many people, as indicated as, as is proper. Uh, hormones don't cause cancer. In actuality, they do have nice preventive and protective effects on brain, bone, heart, and even our immune system. Who knew? So make sure that you get your hormones um, I don't want to use the word balanced, but make sure you get them optimized. It's probably a better way to look at it. Yes, optimized. Then last but not least is this area that we call peptides. And I love peptides. Mm -hmm. Peptides is, isn't always the first thing that we put on board. And it isn't always the last thing we put on board. It might be first, it might be last, or it might be somewhere in between. But peptides are rejuvenative molecules that are made up of amino acids and short chains that are strung together by a peptide bond. Simply meaning that they're signaling molecules that work about in your system to help uh, mechanisms of action work more efficiently. And of course, just like hormones, as we age, those hormones start to decline. So do the peptides that our bodies make. So if we're not on top of nutrition, we're not on top of supplementation, we might need to include peptides to make sure we can gain this thing called an optimal life. So we have quality in our years, not just uh, days in our years. Mm. Good, good word. And I think, as always, you all know us, the major issues that override all of these seven 
pillars, if you will, are the emotional and physical um, parts of who we are. So we need to make sure we're emotionally and physically well. That's why we really cover, uh, or emotionally and spiritually well, I should say. That's why in every single episode, we're always covering all of the gamut of those sides, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. To leave one out is doing you uh, a disservice. So we're not going to do that. So we're going to get in right now to a little bit of a peptide overview. And I think that's important. So let's understand, first of all, uh, what are these effects of peptides, right? So they're going to carry in some information, right? We know that they're, they're all about cell regulation and cell is a health is a big job or cell repair is a huge job. Um, they're all about understanding that cells are going to decline in their ability to rejuvenate unless we uh, give them some attention. And the cells are really a, a dynamic process. So peptides help cellular adaptation. So they help the cells uh, adapt to the climate. They help them recover. They help them regenerate and rejuvenate. Uh, one particular peptide we want to talk about tonight is a peptide called BPC-157. BPC-157. This is made in the human body in the gastric juice. Who knew? Wow, yeah. Who knew that it was made in gastric juice? And we talk about how hormones uh, are different than peptides. As we know, hormones generally work on nuclear receptors that result in gene activation and protein synthesis. Now, peptides are generally non-genomic that act on membrane receptors to activate what's going on inside the cell. So if the cell needs to be upregulated and it needs to make a certain end product, that's where peptides do their little bit of magic. They're simply signaling molecules, and they generally have a more rapid response with less side effects when compared to hormones. Now, we know when we use bioidentical hormones, which are as close to what your body has made all of its life, there's no harm in that. Just like peptides, if your body used to make it and now it can't, and we're adding back what the body used to make, think about the regenerative capacity. Wow. Peptides are more precise and more tissue selective on their effects. So as stated, tonight's discussion is going to be on the peptide BPC-157. A little bit of background. Yes, BPC, called the healing peptide, was founded in 1904. It was discovered, believe it or not, by Dr. Ivan Pavlov. And we've all heard about Pavlov and Pavlov's dog and all that salivation. You know, what, what do they call that? When the dog salivates, it's yeah, like they're, they're hungry. They're trying to they're trying to salivate. Those enzymes are being produced in the in the in the mouth. It's conditioning. So, yes, like it's we're getting them ready for eating. We train them that way. Now, this Russian physician he won the Nobel Prize in Physiology of Medicine for discovering BPC one fifty seven as it was produced in gastric juice, and it helps all kinds of things like ulcers. It helps connective tissue healing. And tell us a little bit more about what BPC is. So as we stated earlier, peptides are strands of amino acid. In this case, BPC is 15 amino acids long. Uh, and we know amino acids are the building blocks of proteins, which are found naturally in the body. So this is nothing unusual. Um, the amino acids uh, are designed to augment specific functions, as we know, because they, in part, create proteins. And BPC-157 um, is used to repair things. It doesn't mask pain, so don't look at it as a pain reliever. It actually brings correction by creating more collagen synthesis in the body. So this can help you with nagging injuries like with joints, 
uh, muscles, just soreness in general, because it does sort of create this underlying repair mechanism. Mm-hmm. It also is ideal for injuries. So where tissue needs to be healed, repaired, and rejuvenated, BPC can come to the rescue. It also works by accelerating angiogenic angiogenesis repair, which is the repair of blood vessels. Mm -hmm. So if blood vessels are in trouble and you're not getting oxygen and nutrients to your tissue, perhaps the condition called scleroderma or even Renaud syndrome may actually benefit from BPC. You know, again, angiogenesis is just a key dynamic process of healing and allows the formation of new blood vessels from these old ones. So someone who's had a heart attack in that area around the heart where those vessels are still semi-alive, they grow what's called a penumbra. That's called angiogenesis, the development of new blood vessels. So BPC may be an important aid in that time. It also heightens the healing of many different types of tissues like muscle. Wouldn't that be nice to have accelerated muscle tear after Mm. a workout (laughs) or tendons or even the nervous system where those nerves start to wear down a little neuropathy, little MS, little Parkinson's, little Alzheimer's. They may all benefit from the use of BPC. It also increases blood flow to injured sites as well as treating different types of arthritis, osteoarthritis. You know, the pain from osteoarthritis, Mm -hmm. we've talked about how vitamin D helps rheumatoid arthritis. BPC may also help these autoimmune arthritis. Think of this, you know, today in the world of the discussion of myocarditis, you know, in regard to happening. I mean, I think maybe this might be an application there would be a good a good go to instead of talking about what you can't do. Let's talk about what you can do. Um, As we kind of stated before, BPC does have a lot to do with this connective uh, tissues like tendons and ligaments. Uh, Overall, think about it as a decrease inflammatory agent, which is really good. So uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, kind of prevention of stomach ulcers and fistulas. And uh, we've seen it work with uh, healing leaky gut before with oral delivery of that. Um, Just repair of of burns, of cuts, of wounds, et cetera. So uh, healing issues like IBS leaky gut would be Mm -hmm. a pretty good thing. Also, it helps protect the liver from toxic insults. And you think about people who drink every day or people who have been exposed to chronic antibiotics or medication use or people who are just toxic. Their system does not uh, have the ability to detoxify that load. So we know, of course, BPC is not going to be the complete resolution. You have to get the pollutant out because, as we say, the solution to pollution is dilution. You got to get the offending agent out and then add the healing agent over the top of that. We've seen BPC help in traumatic brain injury. We've also seen it uh, aid against um, the antagonist of 5-HTP receptors in people that have mental illness, Mm. anxiety, or depression. So it's a peptide that can be used daily for the short term, or it can be used daily for the long term. We understand when peptides sort of conduct their secondary signaling um, mechanism of action like we talked about before and they actually create this nuclear activation from the cells to actually create or do something and we know that cell activity cannot be really functional if it doesn't have what it needs to have in it 
and what it needs in it to create energy is going to be vitamins and minerals, of course, plus oxygen. And it has to be functioning properly. Remember, the mitochondria inside the cell is creating ATP to make the cell be able to do things. So the very initiation of the signal that BPC, for example, is trying to get to go to work has an ATP requirement. So with that said, if we're not making ATP, we're not going to have good effect from the BPC 157. I know that was a mouthful or uh, kind of a headful, but think about that. So we talk about this. What's the greatest way to ensure the body doesn't work? Well, is to consume and these inflammatory foods. Um, we were talking about this recently at a conference in San Antonio. And oh boy. Um, I had many people come up and say, thank you. Um, because we gave this list to them, the one that you see right now on the screen. And it's interesting because when you look at these inflammatory foods, they are inflammatory. So let's just go through that list really quickly. Yes, these inflammatory foods, as we all know, at the top of the list is sugars. Boy, aren't we addicted mm -hmm. to sugars these days in terms of grains, breads, um, uh, bagels, cereals? juices. I mean, sugars are everywhere. Mm. And along with sugars come these things called artificial sweeteners, fried foods, anything that has been baked in that oil that is heated at a high degree it oxidizes those oils. So they become uh, toxic to your system. Then MSG, monosodium glutamate and other fillers. We know we have to read the labels. We go out to eat and we think, oh boy, mm. this is great. However, we don't know what we're actually being fed because we don't know what was being put into the yep. process. So awareness is the key. Then again, processed foods are your enemy. Box packaged processed foods really contain no nutrition. I mean, they may serve as a filler to get you from one meal to the next, but that actually may be building on the toxic burden in your system. We got to get rid of the sodas, all those extra calories, all those artificial sweeteners. Mm -hmm. And of course we've got to get rid of extra caffeine and alcohol, which not only destroy the, gut in the microbiome, but they also destroy the processes in your brain. And it was, we discussed earlier, they destroy vessels. We've got to get rid of breads and grains, yeast, soy, and of course, high fructose corn syrup. These things are inflammatory disease causing to everyone, young and old, all the time. They really are. Why that so, means me too. Yeah. I mean, we got we to gotta watch these things. A lot of people are completely addicted to them and We'll do a whole show at some point on why these things are so addicting, um, because that was, that's very fascinating. We don't have time to go into it tonight, but uh, certainly there's a whole discussion around the uh, mechanisms in those that make them so addicting, hard to get rid of. Uh, we want to consume instead these anti-inflammatory foods, which are really non-inflammatory. And this is going to be a general list. So here it is. The general list says, of course, high quality proteins. Well, why proteins? Proteins contain amino acids. And we've discussed time and time again, our amino acids are the building blocks of life. So they have to be with a good amino acid score. They have to be high quality. You have to consider your sources because you are what you eat, eat. If it's not red grass finished, and it's not organic and free range. And it's not wild caught. Perhaps you might be getting filled full of, you know, corn from the back end, antibiotics from the back yeah. end, and hormones from the back end that you don't know about. And there's those healthy fats and oils. Some systems don't process fats and oils very well. So we want a lot of monounsaturated fats like avocados, olive oils, nuts and seeds, and good, clean oils like coconut oil that can handle higher heats when we're cooking with them. Then there's the low glycemic fruits like berries, uh, oranges. 
apples, semi-ripe bananas, and then of course your low glycemic, non-root, above-ground, non-starchy vegetables, which takes more calories to burn them than there are calories in them. Once we go below the ground and start getting those tubers in there, the sugar content goes up. Now, when we stay with these anti-inflammatory foods, these are non-disease causing to everyone, young and old, all the time. People ask all the time, how do we get started? How can we do this? We've created a plan just for you. It's a 40-day reset plan that you can do without us in your life or up in your business. No, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but <laughs> right. understand some people want to just know how to get going, how to do it on their own. And so that's what we created, a 40-day reset plan for you. That plan includes uh, a detoxification kit that has 28 meals in it that are already ready to go through shakes. Uh, a guide from which to eat your snacks and or other meal if you choose to, three supplements that help push out um, yellow fat better and help your detox system work more efficiently. That's within the first 14 days. And we transition you to an anti-inflammatory food plan, which we talked about tonight a little bit, and that's for the next um, you know 26 days or whatever. And now the whole time we equip you with homeopathy, which is going to be some drops that help you lose fat maintain muscle and and gain and actually help you with cravings which is pretty cool along with the whole therapeutic therapeutic dosing of vitamin d you've seen us talk about that importance of that for many many uh, weeks here as well as omega-3 fatty acids so we give all that to you in the 40-day reset plan you can go right there right now and begin that as soon as it comes in it takes three or four days to get to you the whole kit uh, Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. Again, Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. And we look forward to working with you on that. We also want to remind you that you can also get our free ebook that mm -hmm. sort of talks about all we do. And it has links to every way you can work with us, um, everything we have for you, books, movies, etc at Sherwood.tv forward slash free. So you got the 40 day reset, Sherwood.tv slash four zero and the free ebook sherwood.tv forward slash free we'd love to have you join us in this health revolution it's a groundswell around the world so join us in that won't you hope and health is brought to you today by our online course hormones understand and balance your hormones naturally hormones get blamed for various symptoms and they get too much credit as a fix for ailments just go to sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. Here are just a few areas we cover in 17 sessions of this comprehensive and practical course. Symptoms and causes of hormone imbalance. Cortisol, the stress management hormone. Thyroid, the metabolism hormone. DHEA, the sex hormone producer. Estrogen, the female sex hormone. Progesterone, the mother hormone. Testosterone, the male sex hormone, and restoring hormone balance. Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. In tonight's perspective, we're going to talk about something that's been very near and dear to my heart. It's called getting in the game. A lot of people want to sit back and do the Monday morning quarterback things of, of what went wrong or what could have been done better, but they're not out there in the game. A lot of people want to be uh, standing on the sideline and they want to celebrate with you after you win, but they're not in the game. A lot of people want to stand on the sideline and want to walk away from you like they didn't know you if you lose the game. 
but they're not in the game. Reminding us of a scripture that's found in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 27, that I really want you to catch tonight. And this is in the NIV uh, version. There's other versions, but you'll get the idea. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked them, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Now, it's interesting when he said, who's your neighbor? Because a lot of people want to know um, who this neighbor is. Well, a neighbor is someone that you might not think it is. It's not someone that lives next door to you or someone that's in close proximity. But Jesus answered the question, who's your neighbor, in a way that blew everybody's mind. He answered in a story. Listen to the story. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed on by the other side. We can be so religious that we don't help. We can be so religious that we don't get in the game. And we can look at ourselves too good that we're too important to help someone that fall in the ditch. Who's your neighbor? Might be a person you don't know that needs some help. Who's your neighbor? Maybe a person that you do know that needs some help. Do not think you're too good or too religious to not get in the ditch and help them out. Jesus continued. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. So sometimes when we're on our way, the Levites were in charge of caring for the temple. And the Levites were these people who had duties. They had jobs to do. They had ministry to do, do some ministry. The Levites maybe were too busy in ministry to care for and minister to someone else. Don't be so busy in ministry that you miss true ministry. True, true ministry is not about how much you can publicly get out there and bring a platform to yourself or a platform about Jesus. It's actually doing the sermon and not just speaking the sermon. The best sermons I've ever heard are not ones I've heard spoken. They're the ones that I've seen done. We need to get in the game and actually get into the action of it and begin to do what this next person did that Jesus talks about. He says, but a Samaritan, in those days, a Samaritan is a half-breed. They were looked at as like not the most important people in the world. They were actually discriminated against. They were looked at like second-class citizens because they weren't fully Jew and they weren't fully Gentile. So they were kind of these ones you just can't be around because they don't even know what they are. So here's a Samaritan. As he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second. How many of you actually take pity on anybody? When you feel bad for someone, it's more than just feeling bad for them and walking on by. But when you take pity on somebody, maybe God's putting them in your heart, in your life, or on your pathway for a reason. And maybe you're supposed to stop and do more than just feel sorry for them. And maybe you're supposed to help them. So the Samaritan took pity on him. What did he do with that? Listen to this. He went to him, so he went and got in the ditch with him, 
bandage his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey. So he used his own gasoline. He used his own car, in this case, his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. Whose money did he use? Did he take the money from the beat up man? No, he didn't have any money because the robbers already took it. Keep that in mind. This man had nothing. And the Samaritan gave him out of his own pocket. So he took care of him. The next day, he took him out to Denarii and gave to the innkeeper. So he went back the next day and gave some more money to help the innkeeper care for and house the man a few more days. So keep that in mind. The Samaritan didn't just go there to help him on one day and say, I've done my duty, but he stayed in the game. He helped the man more and more and more. And so after he gave that to the innkeeper, he said, look after him. And he said, when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So not only did the Samaritan care for him after taking pity on him, he actually put him up in the hotel for a time and then let the innkeeper care for him, saying to the innkeeper, whatever expenses you concur, incur when I come back to town, I'm going to reimburse you. Now, that is more than just observing a problem, observing a sad situation, observing someone else gets mistreated by a bunch of robbers. Notice that the person that fell into the hands of robbers didn't fall into the hands of robbers because he put himself there because he wanted himself to be there. He didn't go to the robbers and say, hey, robbers, please rob me. The man just was robbed. He was beaten up. He was left for half dead by these robbers, these criminals, through no fault of his own. It doesn't say that he went down the wrong side of town or the wrong uh, corner of town uh, at the wrong time and should have known better. These robbers just took advantage of him. They hurt him. But the only person to help him was the half-breed, the person that wasn't looked at by the society as the pillars of society. In this case, it's interesting that a priest and a Levite were used in comparison. So interesting enough, after Jesus gets done with this parable, he looks back at the expert in the law, and he says this question. He says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell, at the hands of the, fell into the hands of the robbers? Well, that question is obvious. The expert in law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Well, the expert, you can't miss this one because the one that helped him, that was the one that had the mercy, that showed the most mercy on this man that fell into the hands of these robbers. But Jesus told him something at that point that I hope is important for all of us to catch in tonight's perspective. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do Likewise, go and do likewise. He didn't go and say, say likewise, or go and repeat what you told me likewise, or what I told you. He said, go and do. So we're talking about getting in the game. We're talking about doing something. We're talking about being part of the solution instead of complaining about what is wrong. In other words, part of the solution is you getting in the game. Part of the solution is you being part of that solution instead of being part of the problem. The problem is there's too many complainers out here, too many whiners out here that don't want to be in the game. They want to sit back and question everybody else. but They're not out there trench in the trenches fighting. So I encourage you tonight, as you think about this perspective, to get in the game. And as you get in the game, you'll see God supplying what you need to help other people in their need, just like the Samaritan was given plenty of money, in this case, plenty of denarii, to be able to support the man for the days to come.
What an honorable place to be. The Samaritan looked at from the world standpoint as less than, but in God's standpoint, he is the one that's being and truly doing the neighborly thing. Let's get in the game, folks. We are going to talk about something that we do a lot of times. We have a practice in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Many of you know, many of you take full advantage of that and work with us. Some of you heard about what we do and work with us and do some of our programs, et cetera. Um, It can be challenging sometimes. It can be. I mean, we love practicing medicine, yet sometimes it seems like it's just really enduring. You know, no matter what profession that you're in, no matter who you are, you're going to have days that press on you. From the front, from the back, from the right to the left, it just feels like the pressure is so great. Those days are when you get to see your true colors. As they say, you get to see what's on the inside. Those things that are on the inside start to come out. Now, what is truly on the inside of a person definitely has the tendency to come out under stress. So when the days seem long and hard and the disappointment rings your bell, a few scriptures come to mind. Now, this scripture at the top of the list, Ephesians 6, 11, says, put on the whole armor of God, the armor of a heavy soldier, which God actually supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand against not just a few, but all of the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Sometimes it gets really tough. We can focus on the wrong things. Uh, when things don't work out, we have to really stop and reevaluate instead of just pressing on and try to deal with it as is. Um, you know, sometimes things don't go as you planned. Uh, when they don't, um, you know, it was sometimes uh, our plan. Sometimes we didn't follow God's plans and a combination of whatever. Sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes we lose course or focus on this course called life. Uh, sometimes we have letdowns that we didn't cause that we're supposed to learn something from. All these things can happen, and we don't enjoy the disappointments and the battles that we face. Um, I've said to people recently that those that know us well know that we, uh, we're we not just speakers. We're not just on TV like this. Uh, we're out dealing with people's lives, man. I mean, we deal with, um, we see 30, 40, 50 people a week. Um, and involved in people's lives. And so I want you to know that it's challenging out there, but we put on that battle every day and um, we fight hard, which we're supposed to do. And do we enjoy the disappointments we face? No. Do you enjoy the disappointments you face? I suppose not. But the bottom line is we need to understand that the full armor of God is necessary because we're in a battle. If it was easy everybody would do it. And I was thinking about this recently as we we were teaching uh, last um, Friday in San Antonio at the meet and greet about there's a wide road and there's a narrow road. The narrow road is one where only if you find it, it's difficult. The wide road is easy. Many are on it. And the narrow road leads to heaven. The wide road leads to hell. And I encourage you to get on the hard road, even though it's hard, only if you find it. Even though it's difficult, it's a it's a road that you have no choice to be on if you want to be a true Christian and want to really go to a place called heaven when we leave this earth. So another scripture resonates. Be still and know, which means recognize and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Now that's Psalms 46 verse 10. 
Well, and that's a big one. It's hard because it's sometimes really hard to be quiet. <laughs> and we want what? answers. Yeah, right. Hard to be um, quiet? We want answers right now. You know, and it's sometimes when we don't get the answers, you know, our mind will go in different directions and silence can be indefinite, you know, if you will, at times it's not, it's not the most fun thing to be in silent, but we both experienced that a lot. We've had to be in silence quite a bit. Um, it's one of the things that, uh, you know, nobody really likes or enjoys, but sometimes it's quite necessary. And, and we do take a lot of pause breaks. Um, we do get away. We're, we're not the most, um, um, I wouldn't call us, um, you know, outgoing folks. I mean, we I get would call out us there. overachievers. Yeah, we're overachievers in that because we we don't really we enjoy the. Things. I don't enjoy the crowds that much, man. Uh, we'll go out there and do our thing, and then we when we get done, we just kind of retreat to a quiet place. So uh, we are more introverts than extroverts. Some people might be surprised by that, but uh, we've learned to adapt, and so it's it's all about you know, serving God the best way we know how and serving people the best way we know how. But, uh, you know, that silence uh, in the difficult times can be the most beneficial things you have. So, you know, be still and knowing who God is, is, is the prerequisite for finding answers from him when we're talking all the time or moving all the time or not uh, getting quiet anytime. We're not going to hear any answers. That's generally true. So make sure you slow down. Yes. So we got to learn to be, be quiet. quiet now. And again, we have, we've got to know that God is always there. Mm -hmm. And what does it take for us to finally really be quiet enough to hear? Yep. We got to put on the full armor of God and we have to stay the course and not let that disappointment pull us off course because God has our back, our front, our sides, our top, our right to left, and even the bottom. And also, remember to check ourselves for the fruit of the spirit. And as we started out this conversation saying, you'll find out what's on the inside of a man when the stress gets high, check for those fruits of the spirit. What comes out when you're under stress? Where do you go? How does that feel? What does that picture look like? That will let you know if you're really following this thing we call the Bible, biblical instructions before leaving earth. When we think about that, so let's talk about what we just talked about. Make sure you get that. You're going to have disappointments in life because it's a battle. That's what we got to put on the full armor of God so that we can be ready to um, fight and get out there. If you don't have the armor on, you're going to get crushed. We know that's going to happen. And we know that sometimes you're going to have disappointments even when the mm -hmm. battle is on. And that's when you have to get quiet and you have to rest so you can recover and come back and fight. Uh, with that said, we need to really understand these three principles that there's going to be tough times. We've got to put on the battle. And when the battle doesn't go our way, we're, we need to get quiet, regroup, and get them back out there again. But we give God the glory all the time, no matter what comes our way, because that's who we are, and that's whose we are, and that's who is inside of us as we live our lives to represent him. We hope you've enjoyed um, our show tonight, Hope and Health, and we look forward to being with you next week right here on His Glory TV or wherever you may see us at 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 Eastern, and 4.30 Pacific every Thursday night right here. And we can't wait to see you. Um, next week should be an exciting 
program. We don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but we're working on that as we speak. So we hope you've enjoyed these. If there's a subject that you want us to talk about in the future, please go ahead and list that in the feed uh, right now because we do uh, monitor those uh, pretty frequently. So if there's something you want to know about, uh, let us know. And also, if you enjoy these programs, let us know some feedback as well, because we want to bless you and we want to encourage you and we want to keep you uh, educated and motivated and lifted up in this time of battle we have. Right? Yes. And we look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Hope and Health. Bye for now. The name of this podcast is Hope and Health for a Reason. With simple, consistent changes, you'd be amazed at the results we see in patients every day. There is hope for you. Give your body the healthy food it was created to enjoy, and it will thank you. The same goes for what you feed your mind. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our newsletter at Sherwood.tv to stay positive in a negative world. And remember to enroll on our hormones course at Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones. It includes a free ebook and a $20 discount on hormone-related treatments. If you don't live near our clinic in Tulsa, that's no problem. We treat patients from around the world. Thank you again for listening. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv. 